Hello, everybody, and welcome to Klitz's Mic Drop as we move on to week four of the 2021 regular season. How about them Broncos? 3-0 after three games. Uh, yes, they've played uh, three uh, relatively, relatively easy opponents in the Giants and the Jaguars and the New York Jets. The Jets especially looked especially bad. They got... Uh, their offense, not their defense, but their offense has 0-17 written all over them. But the, those three uh, uh, opponents are combined 0-9. And so here they are. Bring on the Ravens. If people are doubting the Broncos, and people are, and they're doubting Teddy Bridgewater that he can be a, a championship uh, quarterback again, a, a playoff quarterback in his first full year with the Vikings, Second year overall in the NFL in 2015. He went 11 and 5 that year. Um, I think uh, before this season, the Bronco uh, fans and even uh, maybe even the coaches in the front office would have taken 11 and 6. Um, there, he's definitely got uh, uh, a capability of going 11 and 6 with this team. And uh, we'll see if they beat the Ravens on Sunday, and I think they will. Um, I, you know, the Broncos would be 4-0, and and uh, then people would start having loftier expectations for them. The expectation's not great coming into the season based on the four previous years where they were 4-11, and 6-10, and 7-9, and 5-11. And, and, and uh, a lot of people wanted Justin Fields or Mac Jones uh, in the draft. And look how bad both of those quarterbacks played in uh, week three for their respective teams. Uh, Fields especially was horrid for the Chicago Bears. Maybe it's not his fault. They need better coaching. But last week, the Broncos beat uh, the New York Jets 26 to nothing. Once again, Lloyd Cushenberry uh, took every snap in that game. He now has over 1,300 snaps, 1,302 consecutive snaps since he's been in the uh, National Football League. Uh, all Every snap, 1,100 snaps in 16 games last year. And then he's had 202 snaps through three games this year, 67. And uh, we had a nice conversation with Lloyd. And uh, you're going to hear that here in our podcast here in a couple minutes. One of our better interviews. Uh, Lloyd, a very smart, intelligent person, a very humble person also, came from... Uh, strong roots in uh, Louisiana, uh, a very, very good mom and dad, brother, sister, their uh, basketball family, the cousins, uncles, aunts, they're all basketball players. Lloyd kind of grew into football. <clears throat> He's a big guy. And again, uh, you know, he made the all-rookie team last year, uh, played every snap, only two, rookie, uh, off, only two rookies played every snap last year, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry and Tristan Wirfs. A right tackle for the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, protecting Tom Brady. So pretty good company there for Lloyd Cushenberry. And yet he talked about how right after the season, he knew the Broncos are going to bring in competition for him, and they did in Quinn Miners. And Quinn, um, while he's a very good, he's a third-round rookie, just as Lloyd Cushenberry was the year before. While Quinn has uh, uh, showed. Um, some real skills in the blocking department and strength and, and athleticism, and he's going to be a good one. He's had a little trouble snapping the ball. And so Lloyd Cushenberry hangs on to his job, and he will for a while. I think Miners might wind up a guard on this team, and uh, Cushenberry sticks at center. We'll have to see if that uh, plays out. 
uh, here um, after this season. Yeah, Cushenberry is definitely going to be there. Teddy Bridgewater, from what I understand, uh, likes the way uh, Lloyd Cushenberry uh, snaps, and he struggles a little bit with the way uh, Miner snaps. And one thing that uh, Cushenberry talked about is Cushenberry has long arms, so you don't have to dig in there uh, uh, so deep to uh, get the snap. You know, you can kind of hang back on the uh, on the tailbone and uh, still get the snap. So that's uh, an advantage that Lloyd Cushenberry gets him. Broncos win 26 to nothing. The Broncos get a shutout first time in a couple years. They shut out the Tennessee Titans uh, 16 to nothing in Week Six uh, for Vic Fangio in his first year as head coach. Vic never got on the hot seat. He was going to be on the hot seat had they gone one and two uh, through the first three games of this season, but they they weren't even close. They're three and zero, a decisive three and zero. They've outscored their opponents 76 to 26 by 50 points. Uh, so when you're when you're winning by uh, 16 and two thirds points a game, uh, you're taking care of business. I don't care how soft the schedule is. Teddy Bridgewater is one reason why the Broncos are 3-0. The, uh, the soft schedule is the second reason. And then uh, um, because the offense and Teddy are hanging on to the ball, uh, the defense has just been outstanding. Vaughn Miller's return uh, is probably the third reason why the Broncos are 3-0. Vaughn Miller, the AFC uh, Defensive Player of the Month in the month of September, three games, four sacks. Uh, NFL most uh, six tackles for loss uh, in those six are four sacks by the way and then you get two more that he had for uh, stuff in the run but Devon off to a great start and up next is the Baltimore Ravens how about um, <clears throat> how about uh, Vaughn saying on Thursday uh, this is a playoff game early in the season he said this is a chance for the Broncos to show what they got against a worthy opponent um, that's a strong, provocative statement. It's something that Vaughn, he kind of hits the nail on the head a lot of times with uh, statements in the press conference, and I think he did here. He Again, he said this is like a playoff game early in the season. The Broncos' last playoff game or last postseason game, Vaughn was a Super Bowl 50 MVP. That seems like uh, 20 years ago sometimes, but Vaughn, uh, the Super Bowl 50 MVP, as he uh, twice sacked, uh, strip sacked Cam Newton. Both those strip sacks led to touchdowns. Broncos win by two touchdowns against Carolina. Vaughn, the MVP. And they have not, the Broncos or Vaughn, have not been to the playoffs since. They got a chance. They got a chance. You beat the Ravens here Sunday, uh, people will start talking about playoffs uh, with the Broncos. So let's uh, go right now to our interview with Lloyd Cushenberry. Very uh, smart man, and um, I think you're really going to enjoy this interview that we had with the Broncos Center. Again, he's taken every snap. Every snap last year through 16 games, that was an even 1,100. And so far, he's taken all 202 snaps through the Broncos 3-0 start in 2021. So let's go with the interview with Lloyd Cushenberry II, and then we'll come back on the other side and finish up uh, Cliss's mic drop. Um, as we delve deeper into the game against the blitz-happy Baltimore Ravens. Well, 
Mike, thanks for being here. Um, uh, here, 1,302 consecutive snaps since snap one <laughs> last year. Yes, sir. What does it mean to you? Uh, it's a blessing uh, that I can just come out every week and stay healthy and uh, be available because, you know, that's a big deal at this level, just being available for your team uh, week in and week out. So just want to continue to keep it going, just continue to get better every snap and see where we can take it. Justin Simmons, it got uh, over three years for him, and he said after a while he got a little tired of the questions about it. How do you think uh, now that he's gone, it, it's you might get a few questions. Yeah, I feel like it's a little different for uh, defensive players since they like they sub in in and out a lot. Offensive linemen, we don't really you know sub in a lot, so we're used to playing all the snaps even in practice. So um, I really don't look too much into it. Uh, if the questions come, you know that's good. But I just want to continue to be available available for my team. Tell what did the uh, number 18 jersey mean to you? You wore it your senior year? Yes, sir. Yeah, that was, that was a lot. That was a big deal to me because. Uh, you know, at LSU, it's, it's a big deal. Uh, it's, it you know, symbolizes who's the leader of that team, a guy who just does the work from day one, you know, and a guy who's, who's respected, you know, in the program. So, and, you know, we have we had a guy, it started with Matt Mock. He's our team dentist here, so here out in Denver. So um, started back with him in 03, and it just continued on a list of guys, uh, great guys, and wore the number. So it's a big deal for me. They let uh, some NFL players, uh, uh, you know, wear their college jersey. You didn't run number 18 up the flagpole, did you? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> All right. Tell, tell, tell us about mom and dad and growing up in Louisiana. Uh, mom and dad are from a small town, uh, St. Gabriel, Louisiana, right outside of Baton Rouge. Um, you know, I had mom and dad growing up, great family, uh, kind of like myself, quiet, uh, minds our own business. And, you know, we, we just, it was a, it was a great, um, I had a great childhood. I'm the youngest, so I was always kind of baby. So uh, a lot of love for my family, and they're, they're rooting every week. You said that they were a basketball family, and you were the only one that wound up in football. Yeah. I take it you grew into the sport? Yeah, uh, well, I started playing football when I was eight, and ever since then, it was my favorite sport. My, uh, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And like, like you said, my family, all my, my brother, all my cousins, uncles, they all played basketball throughout high school. Uh, broke a lot of records in the hometown, so well known. So uh, I was the first one to really take football seriously, and I, I, I've known since I like eight years old this is what I wanted to do. How's your hoop game? I, I, it's pretty good. <laughs> once I once I got to high school, I wanted to focus on football, but I think I'm I'm pretty decent. Yeah, I bet I bet you could block out, <laughs> yeah. get a board or two there. Yes, sir. How did you wind up at center? I mean, most people don't grow up dreaming of being a center. No. Uh, not at all. I mean, growing up, I played tight end and defensive end all throughout little, little league and middle school. Once I got to high school, you know, I went to offensive line and I play, actually played tackle in high school. And, you know, kind of unbelievable at my size. But uh, as I started to get recruited, you know, teams were telling me maybe guard, uh, guard, maybe center. And, you know, LSU, you know, they came to me and told me the same thing. And once I got to campus, I was playing both. And, um, uh, just kind of had to learn center on the fly, teach myself how to snap, you know, how to do, you know, what the center does. And by my third year at LSU, I was starting at center and just took off ever since. It's uh, the cerebral position on the offensive line, right? You like that? I mean, you got to know the defensive pressures. You got to call them out. Uh, you like that responsibility? Love it. Love it. It's kind of like uh, you're the point guard up front. 
you know, you have control of everything. It's a lot of pressure, but at the same time, you know, um, guys who can handle it, that's, gonna, that's the, the guys for the job. So you know, I've come to love it, you know, even just the process throughout the week, Wednesdays, Thursdays, you know, showing the blitz cut-ups, just doing the stuff on your own, watching film on your own. I, you, you just have to love it at this position. I feel like that's every position, really. You just have to love the process. The Giants uh, threw some uh, monsters at you in the in the opener. You got a couple big guys, Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams. What about them uh, going against them this week? It's going to be fun. Uh, they're, they're guys, they're a veteran group, so you know they're going to be smart and uh, they're going to know know what to expect. They're going to know what to do against us, know another game plan. So we have to be ready for them. Uh, you know they're gonna know all the ins and outs. They've been around for a while, so should, should be a good challenge, and I, I look forward to it. What would you rather go against? Um, the big guys that are tough to move, but maybe are stationary, or the a little bit smaller, quicker guy? Uh, it all depends every week on on the on you know who the personnel is and what team you know we're playing. But up front, it doesn't really matter. You know we gotta do our job regardless. Uh, you know, last week we had guys that were getting off the ball. That's what they're taught. And they're a 4-3 defense with the Jets, and they're getting off the rock. This year is a little – I mean, this this week is a little bit different. Uh, like Bigger guys, more starters. But at the end of the day, we got to get the job done. It's all on – it starts with us up front. And no matter what they what their plan is, it's all about us. We got to do our job. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but no two uh, center snaps are the same as far as style for center. You know, there's the hard snappers that explode. There's the, the sure, the firm. From, and, and this came up because I heard that Teddy struggles a little with Quinn Miners. Uh, Drew's okay with him. Um, how about you from the center point of view, the difference between Drew and Teddy as far as how you snap and what they like? Uh, it's, for me, it's not really much difference. Uh, I would just tell them. Um, you know, we, we got it clear in camp. I have longer arms, so they don't really have to get in, especially under center. They don't really have to get in too deep because I'll get the ball to them. So it's a little different from that aspect. You know, they don't have to get too deep in there because my, cause my arms are pretty long. So that's the only difference really. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think I hit the same spot every time when it's there in the center. But uh, we haven't that's had the key. Any, Yeah, we haven't had really much trouble and yeah, just being consistent and that, that's all it is. So, something you did when uh, you first met with the media during the off season that uh, impressed me. You said you expected competition. You, you weren't afraid to admit that your rookie year uh, didn't go even though you made the all rookie team, played every snap. You said uh, you wanted more from yourself. Talk about that attitude you had coming into here because you won the competition. Yeah, I, I like I said back then, I expected 100% after that last snap, walking off the field on, I guess, January 3rd last year, I knew they were going to bring someone in, whether the draft or, you know, free agency, because, you know, my play wasn't up to par last year. So I expected that. And, you know, like I said, just like you have to love the process in the season on Wednesdays and Thursdays, you also have to love the process off season and um, love that competition to push yourself to get even better. And that's the approach I had, you know, this this past offseason. And it was nothing new to me. Uh, even at LSU, you know, before my third year, um, going to my first year starting, I had, you know, doubts and had had competition. They, they weren't sure if I was the guy. So, um, you know, I just put my head down back then, just like this past offseason just worked. 
and that's what I'm continuing to do. And um, don't think about anything else. Just worry about what I can control and the work I put in. Finally, just kind of talk about you go from 15 and 0 national championship to 5 and 11 last year, where you're learning how to handle uh, losing a little bit, and now you're 3 and 0 this year. Yeah, it's a lot of ups and downs last year, coming from you know the top of the mountain out of college, you know, from uh, coming to the NFL. You know, a lot of ups and downs, but you just gotta. That's the game. You gotta just love the the wins and the losses. You know, just take it with a grain of salt and just move on. Um, you know, we're three and zero right now. We gotta keep it going. We got a tough challenge this week. We're looking to get the four and zero close out this first quarter, and we're just gonna keep rolling. It's the NFL. It's gonna be a challenge every single week. No matter what the team's record, records are that we've played or we're going to face, every, everyone's good on this level. So we just got to be prepared and just remember it's all about us. Lloyd, appreciate the time. No problem. Good luck Sunday. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right. All right, I told you that was a good interview, wasn't it? And, and you know, that's it's. Lloyd Cushenberry made it, a, a very uh, insightful young man, um, not, not afraid to uh, not afraid to talk, you know. Some, some of these uh, football players, they come in, uh, they're, they're so afraid that they're going to say something. Uh, Lloyd's smart, smart enough, he, can, he knows how to check himself on the fly. Uh, very good talker and uh, enjoyed the interview. And now Lloyd has got a big task this weekend or Sunday against Wink Martindale and the Ravens. The Ravens are a blitz-happy team. And uh, Wink Martindale, who was with the Broncos in Josh McDaniel's final year, 2010, Broncos ranked 32nd in defense that year. Wink Martindale has since uh, proven that it, uh, it's about the players. Uh, the Broncos just, uh, they were so banged up all year. And Josh had a tough time in 2010 but wink one of the best uh, defensive coordinators in a league has been for the last three or four years in 2018 the ravens were the number one uh blitz defense in the league they're also number one in total defense in 2019 wink's second year as defensive coordinator they were far and away number one in blitz and blitzing 54.9 percent of their defensive plays they blitz and they were number four in total defense. Last year, 2020, again, they were number one in blitzes, uh, 44%. They dropped from 10%. They blitzed 10% less. Uh, they were uh, number seven in total defense, had a lot of injuries last year, got a ton of injuries this year. And they are number eight in blitz, and they're down around the 20s in total defense. But then again, look, they played Derek Carr and the Raiders, explosive offense. They played Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. And by the way, uh, uh, Wink didn't uh, blitz uh, Patrick Mahomes much in that game. So that's why, that's why they're eight. They're, they've only played three games. It's too small a sample size, number one. But um, Pat Mahomes, they didn't blitz much because Mahomes knows how to handle it. You know who else knows how to handle the blitz? Teddy Bridgewater. This year, he is 19 out of 22 against the Blitz. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 150 quarterback rating. Only Kyler Murray, who's thrown, uh, had, had a lot of big plays. He's only 12 out of 17 uh, against the Blitz, but he's thrown for big yardage, 
three touchdowns, no interceptions. He's got 152 uh, passer rating against the Blitz. But otherwise, it's Teddy. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, by the way, is 27th against the Blitz. So um, if you can get to him, you know, you can hurt, you can uh, affect him. You can affect his, uh, his, his pass. Now, um, if he's running the ball, that's where he's the most dangerous quarterback in the NFL. So it's going to be a big game for the Broncos. Um, it's a big game. By big game, I mean it's a measuring stick game. It's not crucial to the standings. If the Broncos lose, they're 3-1. and one. They go into Pittsburgh and they beat a, a, a sagging uh, Steeler team. They're 4-1. and one. They're still okay. Uh, you know, they, they, they still got uh, plenty of time to, uh, to make up. But um, plus Kansas City's one and two, the Broncos are three and zero. Oh, so the Broncos actually have, you know, <clears throat> two games on the Chiefs. But you know, there's not a whole lot of respect for the Broncos because of their soft schedule. Gary Myers, one of the best NFL writers of all time, probably deserving of uh, Hall of Fame consideration at some point. Um, he um, said that uh, the Broncos are three and zero, oh, and he pointed out who they beat, which again, the Giants, Jets which New York writers aren't too happy about their two football teams, and the Jaguars, uh, Gary said that uh, the Broncos may be, uh, he still believes they're the fourth best team in the four-team AFC West. To which I say, yes, uh, they may be fourth in the AFC West and fourth in the AFC. Uh, it's a heck of a division. Wait till the Chiefs are one and two now. Uh, they'll be 10 and three. You watch in a couple months. Uh, the Chargers do look improved. Looks like they're going to have a winning team. The Raiders are the team. They're 3-0, and but I, I still don't believe in their defense. And we'll have to see. They'll, I think the Broncos got a chance to sustain this more than the Raiders because I like the Broncos' defense better than the Raiders. And uh, Derek Carr, outstanding quarterback, um, at least very good quarterback. So I think they'll continue to put points up. But I think the Raiders' defense is uh, is going to make uh, Las Vegas vulnerable. I still think nine and eight on on the Raiders, ten and seven tops. Where the Broncos, because of their defense, I think uh, right now if Bridgewater stays healthy, Vaughn and Sutton stay healthy, I, I I see ten and seven now as the floor for the Broncos. Maybe eleven and six. Dare I say twelve and five? I will say twelve. I'm not saying twelve and five yet. I will say it if they beat the Ravens, and I think the Broncos are going to beat the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore is banged up with injuries. They're not the same team. Um, they're a good team, but they've lost too many key personnel. And uh, Lamar himself is banged up, back injury, missed two days of practice. And even if he plays on Sunday, he's, 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 his timing's not going to be there. Um, I'd be very surprised if he plays well against the Broncos. And then, um, uh, you know, it's just uh, you look at their, their games, they should have lost. They're 2-1. and one. They could easily have been 0-3. Uh, could have easily lost to the Lions. They needed a 66-yard record kick at the buzzer to win that game. They could have easily lost to the Chiefs. Mahomes made an uh, uncharacteristic uh, interception late that turned the tide in that game. And then uh, uh, Hilaire. Uh, fumbled the ball away as they were driving toward a game-winning field goal. So I think uh, the Ravens are 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 two and one. Uh, they're, they're two and one on on stilts, not on uh, rock-solid uh, cement foundation. So 
thanks again uh, for listening to Clissa's Mic Drop. Thanks to Lloyd Cushenberry, the second. Is it Lloyd Cushenberry the second or Lloyd Cushenberry the third? I have got to get that uh, uh, before you go away. I am going to uh, make sure it's uh, it's the third. Lloyd Cushenberry the third. And again, uh, strong family. Uh, growing up in a small town in Louisiana. Uh, played for the 15-0 national champion LSU Tigers with Joe Burrow as his quarterback. Burrow was the Heisman Trophy winner. And um, so we'll see um, how Cushenberry handles calling out the blitzes against the Baltimore Ravens here on Sunday. It's a lot, much was made that uh, both Lamar Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater, the quarterbacks in this game, both went to Louisville. Both were the number 32 overall draft picks in the draft. They're both from South Florida. And uh, as uh, Teddy pointed out, they both have strong moms. So should be quite a game. I think Teddy's going to play well. I think uh, Lamar Jackson's going to probably run well, but struggle. I think he struggles. And I think the Broncos win this game. So thank you very much uh, for tuning in to Calissa's Mic Drop. We'll see if I'm right. As you know, I missed the Giant game. But uh, can't wait. Can't wait to see Lamar. Can't wait to see the Broncos against a a quality opponent in front of uh, 70,000 fans that should be uh, fired up for this game at Empower Field at Mile High. It's supposed to be beautiful weather, about 72 degrees. Can't beat that. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll do this again next week on Clissa's Mic Drop.